and I think 195 crit damage. No life leech though. That that was a bummer. But it was decent roll on the damage. I think it was 1335 or something like that. Too bad it wasn't 1337 because then it would just be leet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is a presentation of Dawn Forge Production. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode 45, hashtag Dawes. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nevik. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Antonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Frasia. Oh, wait, wait a minute, what happened? It's like, you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up. Chill. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second, with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, this is episode 45 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Friday, July 26th, and I am your host, Nevik, and I am joined by my two co-joys. How are you tonight, Persia? Oh, I'm a bit sleepy, but I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. You're sleepy, I'm sleepy, we're all sleepy. Jen, how are you? I'm exhausted. <laughs> I've been doing too much. I went outside a lot and uh, paying for it today. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm paying for it because I got very little sleep and I kind of have nobody to blame but myself. But if if you're wondering why I'm not about to introduce our fourth musketeer, Lantonio, well, then you obviously didn't listen to episode 44. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Lantonio can't join us tonight because He's moving tomorrow. Today, I think, is his official day of moving. So, yeah. Good luck with that, Lantonio. Hopefully, we'll get to hear from you um, soon. So, yeah. With that, let's move right into what we've been up to. Um, so, uh, Jen, let's start with you this week. Okay. Well, since the last show, I've actually gone outside a couple times, which for me is difficult and requires a battle plan. So that was kind of exciting. Um, I've been to the Renaissance Fair. Oh boy. The uh, Central Coast Renaissance Fair. It lasts for like two days out here, and then you have to wait a year if you want to go again. And it's fun. We go almost every year and walk around. And we went with uh, Sean and I went with his sister and her little kid who'd never been to the Ren Fair. So that was a fun experience right there. And we didn't dress up this time because my costume is now too big, but um, we will eventually again. (laughs) And there was a joust. It was at a new location this time. They used to have it in this huge area. And we weren't sure if there'd be a joust, but there was, which is one of the best things to see. But I actually missed it because I was having my hair braided with ribbon by one of the uh, vendors there. So, Uh yeah, but, you know, it's okay because I realized that uh, the entire area of the joust and the the place you sit around it is covered with hay, which I'm very allergic to. And I get sick after every joust. So when I came out, I wasn't as sick because I wasn't right there. 
Oh, that's good. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm still sick from being outside. But you know, I got my hair braided. I have these like ribbons in my hair that should stay until I feel like taking them out. So that's kind of fun. Um, and then we went to the California Mid State Fair and caught the Van Halen concert, which was fun the other night. Mm. Cool. So I think my hearing is recovering maybe today, and my breathing hasn't yet because it's outdoor. I mean, the concert's outdoors, you know. Right. So we went to the fair, walked around, saw all the animals and stuff, and, uh, you know, more hay, <laughs> and um, then went to the concert, which is outside, and there was a lot of smoke at the concert, and I'm not going to go any further in description, but um, <laughs> there oh. was plenty. It yeah. Was kind of, it um, had a fragrance to it, I, I imagine. It had its own fragrance, yes, and uh, David Lee Roth on stage made a note of that and pointed it out to the audience like uh, no one knew, you know? It's like, man, there's a bunch of skunks out there. Yeah, something like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but it was a good show. It was, uh, they said it was their last show for at least a long time in the United States, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Speaking of concerts, I'm, I, I realized something when, um, Nine Inch Nails played at, at a festival out in Japan, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's right, let's take a look at their tour schedule. And I was like, oh, LA, November 8th. Hmm. I'm going to have to think about that. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm going to be pretty exhausted from being at BlizzCon. And then it's like, ah, uh, then, it, you know, a good 40, maybe an hour drive out to L.A. And then go to the concert and then get back probably at 2 a.m. And then wake up and go to BlizzCon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ooh, good luck. But it may be my only chance to see Nine Inch Nails this year. So, um, yeah. I'm gonna have to it's give. A tough call. I'm gonna have to give some serious thought to that. So, Brazio, what have you been up to? Spending a lot of time between work and just hanging out with the family, and uh, I've been asking the kids like, "What do you guys want to do?" Just play. So we've uh, come up with a couple things. We first started off watching The Last of Us, uh, a playthrough by with Day Nine, and it was. Uh, let's put it this way: If I was playing the game, I'd be frustrated as hell. Mm-hmm. I know that I would because it's a very different style of gaming, but it was also fun, and I really, really liked it. I mean, it, to, to me, it was a good story. Yeah, I was watching a stream of uh, Man vs. Game playing that. He's yep. pre- he's pretty funny <laughs> when he's playing <laughs> games. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the most OP object in that game is a brick. Really? I, yeah, because anything you throw the brick at it and it stuns it, so it's great. Oh right, I forgot so. about that. <laughs> No, it was fun. It was just, we had a wonderful time, and then we got to the end of the story, and we're like, ah, ah. So, um, anybody who played through the game uh, knows that there's a certain part of the game where they have giraffes. Mm, so, mm-hmm. I have friends who, uh, you know, I'm working with, talk to them every day on the phone now, and um, I asked them, so, do you have a zoo in Salt Lake City? And they're like, oh, yeah, of course. I'm like, do you guys have a giraffe? And they're like, oh, yeah, we have giraffes here. I'm like, oh, my God, this is just too funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know Salt Lake City from anything because I've never been out there. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was kind of neat. You know, it's fun. And then uh, I told my son, he was like, oh, that's really cool. Then uh, what else did we do? Um, we actually pulled out the old magic cards that I have. Oh, oh boy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, it's like back when I was in college collecting them. And... Um, <laughs> like quite a lot of cards. Uh, probably like twenty thousand. It's ridiculous. Oh, oh my god, that's a lot. I... Yeah, yeah. I was I was really big into collecting when I was in college. 
So um, we all put together new decks and taught the kids how to play, and it's just kind of like it's between those two things that I've just like not had time to get on to playing mm-hmm. until you know 10 o'clock at night, and then I sit down five minutes later, I'm sleeping. But so whoever I'm playing with is dead, whatever it is. Right. <laughs> and you know, if if you do see me on, it's probably because it's one of the kids playing. Ah, uh, uh huh. But yeah, so. but no no rotten fruit, right? Oh, no, no, no rotten fruits. I haven't even tried it. <laughs> My youngest one decided he wanted to play, so <laughs> it's pretty funny. I've got to come up with some really interesting names. One is just a collection of words. He's got a demon hunter named Basherhead. <laughs> a witch doctor named Mr. Sullivan. <laughs> okay. And so he's been playing with those a little bit. It's been great. And then we actually sat and watched the BlizzCon outside the Blizzard panel from San Diego yeah. Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not a huge amount of information other than kind of some products, but it was fun. It was really neat to see that um, Statue of Diablo glowing. I like that. Yeah, I heard um, that they turned out the lights. Yeah, it was, it was really neat. For that. And then, uh, but I, I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, if they have an Ariel version of that, I would totally buy that in a second. Yeah. I, I just love that. I love the model of the angels. The Angel of Hope is my favorite. They definitely need to do more of the Angels, not just Diablo. I mean, Diablo is awesome and everything, but, you know, how how many Diablo figures have we seen, you know? How many an- That's true. How many Angel figures have we seen? Not very many. Not too many. Not too many. I, I would love for an Imperius statue. That would be pretty amazing. That would be kind of cool, too. Especially like if you Like the yellow-orange wings yeah. and all that. Yeah. I'm sure they will. I mean, there's got to be something where they're going to have this really interesting going into the um, free BlizzCon sale. Yeah. I mean, they've already been ramping up a few items. Who knows? There might be a few items that they haven't even brought out yet. Oh, God. You just reminded me about that. Oh, no. This is not good. Uh Oh. (laughs) Oh. And my wallet just... My wallet, you know, fared pretty well through the Steam sale, and uh, you had to remind me about that. Speaking of the Steam sale, I was like, I'm never going to do Steam. Never going to do Steam because I don't want to play games online. And then I was just like, saw the sales, and I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not going to go for a lot of games. And I'm like, okay, Walking Dead, that was like everything for like 10 bucks. And I'm like, oh, I have to. Yep. <laughs> so I did it, and then I also got Torchlight 2 for 5. Yep. And it's funny. I mean, I, I like, it's a good contrast. It, it's not, it's the same type of game, but it's not the same game. Right. As Diablo. So, I mean, I, it's just a little like, it doesn't, doesn't grab me like Diablo does. But I do like the um, the drops, how it feels like I've been able to pick up things right along. And, you know, maybe not every item, but there are a few items that are um, actual upgrades. So it's just kind of, it's a different game. It feels like a little bit slower. To me, it does, at least. Yeah, the uh, local motion's a little, it feels more like uh, when, when you're in normal, you know, you're just starting off and you have no movement speed at all at first. And then the yeah. combat's a bit slower, too. At least early on, from what I've experienced, uh, I don't even remember what level I got my Ember Mage up to. But uh, I, I've been I've been giving serious thought to that. But um, did did you pick up anything else from the Steam sale? No, it was just those because the boys wanted me to play through the uh, Walking Dead with them now and to get ready for next season. Wow. So yeah. Okay, so your youngest one, Walking Dead, yay or nay for him? He hasn't seen the shows, but he's seen the videos. Like, we watched the, the, uh, 
playthrough before. Okay. There's parts of it that I wasn't sure, but he has no problem with it. Yeah, because so of the comic kind of book like style movies. to it. It's not quite yeah. as... Um, Scary. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, exactly. it's it's different. The comic and seeing it in cartoon format and seeing it in like real people format is yeah. jarring, I, mean, I think. It's definitely know? more violent. Right. I mean, it's definitely very violent. It's not something I would say, okay, you know, every kid should see. But if you know your kid and you understand that he and he understands what it's all about, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on, he can explain it to you, then I come, I'm kind of, kind of okay with that. Yeah. You know, I, that's why I'm like, yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing with um, uh, the farm with the cannibals, mm -hmm. that scene I actually kind of just skipped through. You know, didn't let him really watch it because I just, to me, I think that's a bit more of a difficult concept for him to understand. Right. Like zombies, he understands. It's just, hey, zombies are dead guys and they're monsters as opposed to do things, you know, crazy things. But people doing that, it's another story. Right. So, you know, I mean, uh, and it's like, you know, they both, he knows quite a lot. He reads an awful lot. I mean, he's, this is uh, my seven-year-old kid who's reading The Hobbit on his own, you know. Wow. He's, yeah, he's very, very, very smart. Very uh, well aware of things that are going on. Um, my oldest one was the same way. So, you know, maturity-wise, I think they're okay. You know, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, that that that's the important thing is, like, you know, some, some people might be like, well, you know... I don't think I don't think anybody under the age of 13 should even be seeing that. Well, it's like, well, no, n not all kids mature at the same age. Not all kids can, you know, not all kids respond to the same things that, in the same way. For example, last night my wife, I don't know why, was watching uh, Doctor Who, and it freaked my Yay. freaked my daughter out. So it's like, yeah, and you know, Doctor yeah. Who is not very violent, but. They were not usually, yeah. But there was a, I think it was a preview of the third episode. For, I don't even remember what season it was from, but it was the uh, first season that's available on Netflix streaming with uh, mm -hmm. what is, is it, Eccleson? Yeah. Oh, it could be. Uh, Eccleson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, there's there's a scene with a lady and she comes back to life and then she has like a glowing spirit inside of her. That kind of freaked my daughter out. So yeah. 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 But um. Yeah. No. He's um. He's been good, and it's not like he sits there and obsesses over that. I, neither kid is very obsessive with anything. Right. They, they kind of bounce around what they want to do. That's what they do. I mean, the youngest one, his favorite game is Minecraft, but he hasn't even played it yet. He just likes to watch videos on it. And he's like, he's telling me, "Oh, I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna buy that." And I'm like, uh, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Not yet. At some point, maybe." But I mean, it's not like he sits there and goes, "When I'm not there playing." goes and plays it or acts these things out you know that's the thing i worry about the most is when the when the kid will see something like that and then go and act it out yeah and, and wow he's never done that wow antonio your ipod is really not capable of brock of doing this right now yeah oh. i want to come and say hi are you guys recording already yeah yes. what the heck showed up <laughs> yeah how's how did your how is your packing going along is it all done well, the move. everything's ready for tomorrow, and oh man, I'm already shot. It's like I'm scared to start tomorrow with my way my back already feels, and uh -oh. got so much to move, a lot of stuff to do this weekend. So everything's packed. Got people coming in at 8 a.m. My dad will be here by 7 oh, with, the truck, with the moving truck, and lots to do. So. Yeah. 
Well, good yeah, I got luck a on that. for you, Lantonio. Yeah. How much hardcore gold are you going to give Dawes for moving you? Yeah, I saw that email, and uh, <laughs> you could, we can tell him that uh, the ten million that I already gave him should suffice. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. I should be over there moving you, then. <laughs> well, as much Diablo time as I'm probably going to get, I probably give him another ten million because I got more than enough to give him, and uh, I haven't, I haven't even touched Diablo myself for a while. So, obviously, you guys know why, but. Yeah, I thought I'd hop in and say hello. I'm busy, but I actually about ready to go to bed here soon. It's a little about like nine twenty, nine thirty, I think for me. So I thought I'd see if you guys were recording and say hi, and then uh, I should be able to do the next show. Though I'll be set in by then. If not, I'll go over to my folks' place and use the internet. So that sounds good. Cool. So yeah, good luck on your move. Yep. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. Alrighty. See you later. Good, good luck. See you next Thanks. time. Don't kill yourself. I'll try not to. Whoops. Okay, there we go. So, wow. Oh. <laughs> like, what happened? I know. So, yeah. wow, that was unexpected, but cool. Yeah, it was cool, though. Yeah. Glad glad to hear that everything's going well. So, what, we're going to have to hold him to that. Next episode, he'll have to tell us, regale us of his moving woes, because there's always mm-hmm. something. There is. There's always something. It's usually the thing you never figured it would be. Yeah. Or never thought about. Yeah, I'm yeah, and so... the timing is perfect, right while we're still talking about what's been going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad I don't ever have to move again for, well, hopefully, I should say. <laughs> 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 but, um, so, okay, so what I've been up to, other than um, not playing a whole lot of Diablo 3, uh, well, actually, that's not true. I did play quite a bit. I, I made it kind of um, a goal. To hit Paragon level 80, and I hit that at 2:15 a.m. this morning. So that's wow. Well, congrats. Yeah, that's kind of why <laughs> I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. But uh, I hit Paragon 80. Um, I've been finding more and more junk legendaries, but you know, there's still it's still always fun when you see that orange beam of light, you know, just pop up, and you're like, ooh, what is it? Oh, a two-handed axe. Actually, I did have a pretty good scorn drop. It had like 335 strength on it, and it, and I think 195 crit damage. No life leech though. That that was a bummer. But it was decent roll on the damage. I think it was 1335 or something like that. Too bad it wasn't 1337, because then it would just be leet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet all of your junk would have been perfect upgrade for me. Yeah. Well. I, I, I've, I've been thinking about it, and I'm like, well, you know, I really want to stay with a throwing bar build, so I may be passing that scorn along to Jen when she hits level 60. Yeah. Which shouldn't be too long, because yeah. my barbarian's at 57 now. Yeah. I've been trying to get her to 60, and it's been going a little bit slower than I expected. <laughs> um... But I'm getting there. She's still in Hell Act Two. Just finished all the Zoltan Cool series of quests, mm-hmm. which awesome. always seem longer than I remember. You know, I start and I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is cool. All right, I can do this." And then there's more, and there's more, and there's more. By the middle, I'm like, "Really?" Yep. You know, I mean, it's entertaining, but it's like, and you know, it's three in the morning. Am I in more? Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and oh hey, look, I went the wrong way in the 
archives is something cool. Now I get to backtrack a ton. Yeah. Well, I'll backtrack anyway because this is my first character to go through the uh, hell level. So I'll go and make sure I cover everything this first time through just to kind of have that on record, I guess, you know, completing every little thing and clearing it all. And then when I go through again, I might not care as much. But um, that's where I'm at now. And somewhere in there found a Zarheim. I can't remember Zarheim the what. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and I ran into the archivist. Yes. Somewhere in this Olden Cole thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I finally ran into him. It was really exciting. Good, 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 good. I still haven't run into Bashiak, though. I have not seen Bashiak. Not at all. But I did see the archivist and just... I was really tired and I ran into a section somewhere in one of those archives where it was like three mobs and each one had like a gold in there and you know a pack of blues and some random trash and something was generating something I think it was skeletons or something and I'm like okay maybe I'll just like back out of here and come back later or you know finish the quest part and you know whatever and then I saw the archivist I'm like okay I'm plowing through them now and managed to so that was pretty cool you're like he's worth it I'll do it yeah, it's like, oh, okay, gotta get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so in my journey to Paragon level 80, uh, I did end up doing some Ubers last night uh, with uh, just a bunch of people in a public game, and we were all pretty overpowered, and no organs dropped because we were only doing it at MP4. So, again, that, uh, the last organ that I need eludes me. And it's really starting to get on my nerves, but oh well. I'll get it eventually, right? But of course. other than that, I did not get through the Steam sale quite as uh, unscathed as Brazia did. Let's see, what all did I buy? I bought I bought uh, The Walking Dead, of course, because it was like six seventy four, and I was like, I cannot pass that up. And I also bought Deus Ex Revolution and uh, Alan Wake, <laughs> and let's see, Magical Drop 5, and now that I have a controller for my PC, because I bought a wired Xbox 360 controller, Magical Drop 5 is a lot more fun now. And uh, the other game that I mainly bought the controller for was Rogue Legacy, and I, I've been playing lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of that. I think I have like 14 hours in on it. And man, that game is hard. Very, very hard. Imagine um, Castlevania with a lot of bullet hell kind of stuff, and uh, very, very limited health pools. So, yeah, you, you die quite a lot. But it's always fun when you get a... one of your heirs has, like, IBS, and you're like, you're like, really? Or, or, <laughs> okay. or maybe they have vertigo, and it flips the uh, vertical on your screen. That's hard to play. That's, like, there's no way that I can play uh, that way. That's impossible. I don't think I could do that at all. And then certain certain other um, attributes, such as uh, like um, color colorblind, actually makes the game much harder than than I thought because you kind of need to rely on those colors in order to make certain things out. And yeah, so killed the first boss in that, and that's about all that I've done there. Let's see. I could have sworn I bought something else, but. What it was eludes me, so I'm not going to drag this out. But, uh, yeah, um, my my daughter, she turned eight. And she had been requesting this game um, called Disney Universe. And it seems like every waking moment, it's like, Daddy, can we play Disney Universe? Can we play Disney Universe? And it's like, okay, or... Well, hey, at least she's playing games. That's cool. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, I mean, I was playing games and I was her age, so it's pretty cool. I was playing Mario, you know, but um, <laughs> yeah, she she needs to play more yeah. games to get a little more uh, eye to hand coordination. You know, get that muscle memory so that she knows how to. She'll get there. Play with a analog controller in her hand, but uh, yeah, that's that's actually quite a quite a bit of fun. Other than the collision detection is kind of janky at times, but uh, you know, that's this isn't the Disney Universe game, so or. Disney Universe game. This isn't the Disney Universe podcast, so let's move into our tweeters. And we have a couple. Actually, a handful, it looks like. Um, so, Jen, you want to tackle the first half? Okay. Um, I'll get started on that. The first three are coming from Scanline, who's at Scanline75 on Twitter. The first one he uh, sent to at Shattered Stone. He said, Fantastic show. Loved hearing where everyone is at in hardcore and softcore, and thanks for the Lan shout-out. So Lantonio must have mentioned him on the last show, which he approves of. And uh, he follows that up with, also, it was just one pack that killed me. Waller, Mortar, Fast, plus others got trapped, but back up to Paragon 26. He's a trooper. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, all that stuff. My god, you know? Uh, um, and then... Yeah. Is it? Wow. So that could have killed him. Or it did kill him, I guess. But wow, that's a lot of stuff. Um, and his last tweet to us in this uh, section anyway, I don't know if there's more. Um, he said, hope to be back on Mumble as normal in about a month or so. I'll pop in from time to time for sure. Yeah. So those three are from Scanline. And Brisha, you want to take the next three? I just realized that there's nine of them. So that hey, works. Sweet. All right. Um, from our man, uh, this is Jesse, right? Yeah. Hometown hero. All right. He goes, Rachel has done it. Um, which Doctor Razzleby has beat Diablo in Inferno? MP1. Woohoo! Alright! Wow. Not bad for a full-time mom, part-time nurse. And she's Paragon level 8. Paragon level 8. Wow. Woohoo! Go Rachel! She, That's awesome. She's really taken to this game. She yeah. obviously did. She's farther than me <laughs> right now. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, that rocks. Then, um, Torak. Uh, 1714. Ready for some relaxation and some dead in waiting with the Shadowstone Stone crew tomorrow night. Yeah, and obviously that tweet came, came to us uh, on a Monday night. Mm -hmm. I think two weeks ago. And then Jake, um, sorry, was that Jake? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. definitely not Jawtech. <laughs> it's definitely Jake. Oh no. <laughs> Alright, and uh, yeah, I saw this one when he first tweeted it out. It's awesome. He goes, he found a new chess piece. Cost about two beads, and uh, the link to it is uh, the Shattered Soulstone sweatshirt. Yeah, it's the zippered up hoodie. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was really that cool. That pretty darn good. Yeah, he looks pretty uh, styling in it too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Man, we gotta get some of those so that way we can uh, we have those at BlizzCon. That'd be fun. I gotta remember to find out get one of those. Yeah, because it's gonna be kind of cold. And speaking of uh, that hoodie, um. Yeah, I don't know if people caught my my tweet. Uh, I think it was last Thursday. I I got informed, and this didn't really shock me too much, but I was still disappointed that uh, Cafe Press had removed the uh, Shattered Soulstone Snickers logo. I was like, aww. aww. <laughs> For, you know, obvious reasons. I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I made it too much like the Snickers logo. So I'll have to I'll have to look about possibly getting that printed locally. That way, you know they they won't be quite as uh, reluctant 
to have something that might be copyright infringing. You know. Yeah, they gotta watch that. So. Yeah, especially since you know Cafe Press does it you know, one, basically one order at a time, and yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. Mm-hmm. Kind of bummed me out though. I was like, darn. I really wanted to buy one of those shirts before they you know, took it down. <laughs> oh well. Oh uh, well. At least the you know the hoodies are still there and everything else. Yep. Yeah, because um, until they realize that the uh, outline of the wizard is from Diablo, they they yeah they they well. they could potentially take that design down. It's not quite as obvious. Um, I I had a run in with uh, the Control Alt Wow logo that I created. For control wow obviously mm-hmm. and uh yeah they kind of took that down because i had one logo where it was very obvious that it was characters even though they were stylized and artistically done it was still close enough to um you know actual in-game models so that got uh, taken down you gotta too. be careful though but yeah so still. oh well but our next okay. batch tweets uh starts off with twiz from twisted empire and uh, that's at Twiz T-E. And he is the host of the Twizcast, which is part of BlizzPro. Um, you might have heard us mention that they had an interview with uh, Josh Mosquera. And uh, it's actually, you know what? I, I have to do a side tangent right now. Because Flux actually um, called Josh Josh Mosquera as well. Kind of like Mascara, but Mosquera. And I just laughed. I was like... I wonder. I, I doubt that Flux has listened to our show. I was like, he he kind of went in the same direction that I did with mispronouncing Josh's name. So, <laughs> I I I found that highly amusing. But so Twiz tweeted at us, caught your show, good stuff. First question of the night was to Josh, how's the new job working out for you? And I think that was because uh, Lantonio really wanted to ask Josh how. You know, how does it feel to take over for, you know, Jay Wilson? <laughs> yeah, I remember him mentioning that. Yeah. Uh, good job with the interview, too, Twiz. I like that. Yeah, it was it was a good interview. Obviously, you know, a lot of people didn't think that it was a good interview because, you know, we, we didn't get any information out of it. But it's like, well, you know, that's not Twiz's fault. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, there's a limitation of what's allowed to be shared, and yeah, and that's the way it is, you know. I mean, there, some people just expect, you know, us to ask tough questions and to really hound them for quest for the answer, and it's like, well, if you do that, you're either they're going to cut off the interview, or you're never going to get another interview with them again. So it's like, right? So you know, you, it's not necessarily you need to throw softballs up there. I mean, because you can ask tough questions, you just can't, you know, be a pain about it. So, but anyway, you gotta understand that there, there's just certain times they're not ready to answer certain questions. Right. No matter who asks the question. I mean, Mike Morheim could ask them, and they just won't have an answer for him. Mm-hmm. You know, or it's just because they need to make sure that they have their ducks in a row. You know, and other times it's you know they do have answers, but they're not ready to share them yet. Right. So, I mean, it's you gotta either hit them with the right question or get them at the just right time when you're interviewing them to get enough information or just hope but that it they're doesn't mean ready it's a bad interview it means yeah. you know you this is an interview where it's more kind of on a personal side of you know how things going how's it looking mm-hmm. uh, every single thing can't just be a news item it doesn't have to be sometimes there's some entertainment value which is good too yeah and that's worth 
stating, you know, if we do ever get an interview with any of the development team, you know, we will we will take, you know, a more personal approach, uh, you know, with our interview, asking them, you know, what they play, you know. And, of course, if we're going to get the political answer, you know, well, it's like, I, I think all the classes are great. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, Wyatt, just admit that you hate the wizard. It's okay. You, you can do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind, though, is with BlizzCon coming up, anybody that's involved with Blizzard is gonna probably have some idea of what's gonna be announced over at BlizzCon, and they can't really just build that now. No. Nope. You know. Of course not. Because uh, mm-hmm. obviously they're going to announce the new expansion at BlizzCon. Right. Of course. Yeah. They'll have to. Uh, right. They're heavy yeah. into working on that run right now. They've already said that. Yeah. I. I mean. It, I, I. I don't know how else. How else you. You can draw or you know not think that they're not going to announce the expansion at blizzcon after some of those answers that we got from you know twiz's interviews and uh, flux's interviews and also diablo fans and you know basically anybody mm-hmm. out there it was like well yeah blizzcon's going to be really really awesome for diablo fans hmm don't know why but uh oh <laughs> i think i just heard really a drumstick on my door that's awesome but, um, yeah. Oh well, that's creative. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My goodness! Come to get you. What? Mm-hmm. I, oh yeah, one of the most important things, one of the most important takeaways that I took from all those dif- different interviews was that uh, when when you know like Wyatt or Travis or even Josh says that they're talking about certain things. So yeah, when when they say that they're talking about it, they they aren't just talking about it. They're really really working on it. So. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to, you know, result in in-game stuff immediately because Blizzard has this tendency of, oh, well, I guess we could call it overthinking things sometimes or over-polishing or super-balancing, to borrow a term from uh, our good friend Sipco. So, yeah. But our next tweet comes to us from our very own Jen, the Queen of Haiku, and she says, My Barbarian is level 57. Finish Zoltan Cool, and that's with hashtag Diablo 3 and hashtag Haiku. Yes, had to write a Haiku about it, and I did it for two reasons. One, just because it was like, yay, I'm at 57, cool, you know. And the other was because I knew I was going to go out and, you know, be at the fair and at the concert and everything, and I didn't know if I'd be able to play any t- more, you know, between that point and now when we're recording. So this was my little reminder of where I left off, is really why I did it. Hmm good idea yeah 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 so, sometimes i well yeah i i could leave notes for myself on twitter that could work sure i've done that before actually i think um so our final tweet comes to us from our good friend jh once again and uh this came to us just today because um amazing mm-hmm. well i won't spoil his tweet he says, wearing my shattered soulstone hoodie today since the RNG weather gods decided to drop the temperature down 20-something degrees. And uh, I think after Brasia, you and uh, Lantonio both responded to his tweet, his original tweet, and you know, mentioned how awesome he looked in it. And then he was like, yeah, wish I could wear it if you know the temperature dropped 20 degrees. <laughs> well, he got it, yep. you know. <laughs> Asking you, we should I have him wish for more things. <laughs> Asking you shall receive. Mm-hmm. We just, we just need to send Jage things to wish for, so that it will be, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, Hearthstone to go into beta. There you go. Go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't help but think about that when you brought up the magic cards, Bridge. I was like, oh, I really want to play Hearthstone. It looks so much fun. It looks a lot like magic. Yeah. Magic for WoW. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it looks so it much fun. fun. So, um, before we move into our emails, I did neglect to uh, mention our sponsor, which is Audible. You can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get a free audiobook of your choosing. That audiobook, um, I mean, the world, the ocean, the world is your ocean. That makes absolutely no sense. That's what Mm. I do best. (laughs) Um, It was a good try, though. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... Like I said, you can get any audiobook, and they have us. They have audiobooks in the range of over a hundred thousand titles to choose from, and uh, I imagine at some point they'll be getting over two hundred thousand titles to choose from, maybe in the near future. Who knows? But uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find anything that you might want, as long as it's not Harry Potter. Come to find no. out. That one's not there. Yeah. Yeah. But you can get, there's a book called Ready Player One. Oh, yes. That, I've and, heard many good things about that. Yeah. And it's actually the audible version, if I remember correctly, is narrated by Will Wheaton. Mm-hmm. He's not the author, but um, he's reading it. So that's kind of fun. You can look for that one if you need something to listen to. Yeah. And I'm so glad that Rillian Dune isn't on the call with us right now because I, I would have to listen to his Will Wheaton thing again. He doesn't like Will Wheaton? No, he loves Will Wheaton. Oh, okay. He just has a very uh, specific way of uh, pronouncing his name. Um, you know, it's kind of... I'm trying to think of the terminology that that you would use to describe what, what Rill does. But sometimes there's just no words that can describe what Rill does. So, um, yeah, let's move back to Audible. Because along with your free audiobook, you will also get digital versions of the Wall Street Journal and New York Times with your 30-day free trial. If you do carry your membership over, you will get a free audiobook every month, as well as as well as well access to all of their membership specials that they offer all the time. And they have their satisfaction guarantee. If you do not like the audiobook that you picked, within one calendar year, you can exchange it, no questions asked. So that's pretty amazing. So go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get your free audiobook today. Oh, Wow. I, I'm, like, in need of water. So our first email <laughs> comes to us from Tensor. Brasia, would you like to do the honors? Absolutely will. Uh, email from Tensor. Hey, people, it's, this is Tensor. I wanted to bring you guys some news. Hit Paragon 70. Age-approved hybrid Archon build. So we had a screenshot of it, and it was uh, pretty darn cool. Um, showing, wow, <laughs> he was surrounded by quite a bit of, uh, monsters there. Lots of, uh, monsters. Whoa, yes dead. he was. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at him like, oh boy. And yeah. He made it through. He looked like he was playing a game with uh, three other people at the time. That was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, the Weeping Hollow. Yep, one of, one of the new best areas to grind. Yeah, Inferno level 10, uh, monster level 10. Oh wow! Ooh. Pretty cool. Yeah, because I noticed that not because of what's up in the corner, right corner, but the fact that these uh, zombies all have like five million health. <laughs> I'm like, ouch. Um, then also, I uh, shared a picture of his uh, 
his wizard sprout, which, um, wow, you know, you, it's the length of the armory. Pretty nice, uh, great gear. Ooh, ice climber boots, I like those. Yeah, yeah, he's got, he's got some pretty good gear. Yeah, definitely. And his character, his wizard's name is Sprout, so. <laughs> That's cute. Like Brussels Sprout. Yay. Is he doing like a veggie thing, like you do a fruit thing? Is that what that is? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> well, That's I'm pretty cool. sad, sad to say no, because no. he has a barbarian named Roar. Oh, so no. A demon hunter <laughs> named Night Shadow. Uh, uh, oh, puke doctor named Indugu. Indugu? Oh, that's pretty cool. And a monk named Argonath. So, it, cool. it's good to hear from Tensor. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, it's really neat setup. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at his skills and everything. Yeah, because, I mean, he goes with, uh, right now, Shock Pulse and Magic Weapon. Along with uh, button one is diamond skin, two is energy armor, three is frost nova, four is archon, and then he's got glass cannon, blur, and critical mass. It's interesting that he decided to put energy armor between diamond and frost nova. Because, uh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just how it's set up on it. See, I use, um. I use the number pad rather than using. Oh, I see. Keyboard. So, I mean, for me. Um, using like one, two, and three is really easy. Four is a little bit more out of reach, so I'll use like four as something that can be like just a summon creature that stays out there, or some some kind of aura or something of that sort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if it for him it's a different button that does that. Yeah. Yeah, and he has a weapon with life leech. Oh, I need a weapon with life leech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a sweet looking weapon. Doom well. Yeah. Oop. He uh, goes on to say, once I get enough EHP, I'll drop diamond skin, crystal shell for familiar sparkling. More DPS for the win. Hope to hit <laughs> power 100 soon. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. And EHP is, of course, effective health pool. Meaning uh, it takes your hit points and includes all of your resistances and armor, and along with um, if you happen to have a shield, that will improve your EHP as well. And um, if you're curious as to figure out your own EHP, uh, and I'll have to drop this in the show notes so I don't forget to include the link, uh, there's this awesome utility site called D3UP, and that's, you know, D3, the, the number three, and then up as in the word, dot com. So um, go there, and then you can load your, your battle tag, and then I think you have to create an account in order for you to really dig into it, but it's free. You know, just a quick setup, and uh, then you can pull in your characters and you know click on buffs and click them off to see what your EHP and your DPS, like how that affects your DPS and stuff like that. So it's very, very, very useful. I highly suggest that, especially if you start doing hardcore more seriously, or if you just want to get a more uh, accurate DPS, I suppose, rather than what your character sheet shows. So. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> our next email comes to us from our good friend Chad, and I will tackle this one. And he has, and wow, he says, Hi, SS Gang. Hope you are having a good summer so far. I have been listening right along to all of your updates. Had some time for D3 over the last month, so. Er, wait. Maybe he said had little. 
I, I don't know, had some time. Maybe some time just means a little bit of time. So anyways, so just a quick update. I got my WD, and that's just what I'm going to refer to it as, up to Paragon <laughs> 79, and my Barb up to Paragon 9. After listening... Yeah. After listening to your Dead and Loving It episodes... Wow, Dead and Loving It. Dead and Loving It? We, we might okay. have to rename Dead and Waiting to Dead and Loving It, because I like that better. <laughs> I like that. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I like that a lot better. Awesome. Um, I was inspired to try a hardcore character, so I rolled a female WD... Her name is Fruit Punch. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and got her to level 10. Just cool. two things I wanted to share. Loving the monster density change with the most recent patch, as now my WD is almost always fully buffed. Soul Harvest is almost always at 5 stacks, and with Grasp of the Dead running with the rune that gives you health globes, and with Gruesome Feast running at 5 stacks, I'm doing 323k damage almost 90% of the time. Wow, that's pretty cool. Awesome. Too bad it's a WD. Um, so just wanted to share, this patch really buffed the WD. Really? Uh, I guess so. Um, also, just read that they are thinking of making Paragon leveling account-wide. That would be amazing if all of a sudden all five characters, which are all levels, level 60, and he's speaking, of course, of his five, five characters, suddenly became all uh, became all Paragon 79. I would love to spend time with my other characters without feeling like I am taking away from or taking away time from my Paragon leveling. Would love to or would be wow I am totally failing at reading tonight I don't know what's wrong with me. Sorry Chad would be interested to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks gang and see you in game. Signed Ripley 1302 and that's his battle pack. So um Brasia, did you did you hear that little throwaway about them talking about making Paragon account wide? Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. I, I mean, I would, I can see both sides of it. Like personally, since I haven't had a lot of time to play the game, if I had every level sixty character be a certain Paragon level and that you know just a Paragon level is shared, that would be kind of neat. Mm -hmm. um, because then I could be like, oh, okay, well you know I don't feel like playing. Um, my witch doctor today. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Um, and as you I should, I wanted to play my demon hunter. Why? Um, <laughs> sorry, Jen, but that's okay. I've been playing the barbarian more than the demon hunter. I can't really complain. So I, you know, just wanting to do that—that'd be great. You know, helpful on my time. But it's, I also think it's kind of a, I don't know, in some way, like a badge of honor to be able to do it with that character on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you can already swap out the weapons and everything like that, so it's not a matter of being unable to use those weapons to gain the levels once again, and it, it made it a lot easier to gain experience. Yeah, especially with, yeah, with 108, they really made it easier to grind it out. But uh, yeah, I don't know if that's just their, their idea of doing that is in response to getting ready for you know, the expansion and how they might treat leveling up there, or... Oh, if it's, hadn't thought of that. Um, or if it's a, an idea of, you know, hey, we, uh, um, you know, we did Paragon 100, but maybe we shouldn't have done that high. Maybe we should have done Paragon 50, or something of that sort. I don't know. You know, I really don't know what the reasoning behind it is yet, but I didn't quite get that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we can see. 
I mean, I don't, I don't think it's the end of the world if they do it, and at the same time, you know, I just, yeah, I, I can see benefits for it. But I, I guess I'm not really worrying about it. Yeah, the one downside that I can see from, uh, although this, you know, arguably isn't that big of a downside, is um, say you do hit Paragon 100, then all of a sudden there's no more Paragon grinding, and you're just back to what we originally had, you know. Mm -hmm. Before yeah, the, where everybody got bored because there wasn't anything to level to. Yeah, nothing to strive yeah. for. So, mm -hmm. um, that's that's the, that's, that's one downside. Um, a forum poster over at Diablo fans, and this thread actually got a lot of attention. <laughs> I mean, it popped up on Reddit and on the official forums. Even got an official blue post, I think, from Fiveflare. And uh, it's by forum user Mr. Monstrosity, and he came up with a mm. thread. Um, I can't remember the exact title of it, but it was like a um, maximizing the true potential of loot 2.0, something like that. And he argued that they should just get away with a Paragon leveling system and replace it because the the main thing that they put the Paragon leveling system in there for was a way to get to Magic Magic Find and Gold Find without having to gear for it. And he argued, well, if that's one of the arguments, and you know, you, you also get some stats, but uh, if you made that account wide, you know, that it would kind of, it would throw things off a little bit. So he argued, take that out, and instead, make magic, max magic find something you attain through Nephilim Valor stacks, and mm -hmm. he would make it go beyond five stacks and make it um, go. I, I don't remember what what he suggested the limit be, but um, basically he made it so that uh, each Nephilim Valor stack would add a different amount of magic and gold find based on the monster power that you're running at. So the higher monster power you're running at, the less stacks of Nephilim Valor it takes to reach that magic, that maximum magic and gold find. So it's an interesting idea. I kind of like it um, because it would still give you something to strive for, I suppose. You know, getting to that MP10 so that you can reach your maximum item efficiency. Uh, you know, I, I don't even know what I was going to follow that up with. But it, <laughs> it, it would also, you know, be advantageous or at least somewhat more fair when the expansion does come out and there's new items to find and new areas to go through and whatnot. Oh my goodness, I just said whatnot again. What's wrong with me? Um, sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, it, it would kind of level the playing field a little bit for everybody going into the new expansion. And also, one important thing that he actually didn't mention is if they did get, a, get rid of the Paragon leveling system, then you could actually adjust the level cap without worrying about oh, affecting yeah. your Paragon levels. So if you got rid of Paragon levels, then you could raise the level cap to 70, 80, 90, 99, you know, without having to worry about, well, what do you do with the Paragon experience that you gained? Does that translate into regular experience, or does it does your Paragon experience stop until you reach max level again? That would no longer be an issue. So that's an interesting, you know, plausible idea to take away from some of his, of his suggestions. That's kind of neat, because I've always felt like Paragon was kind of like, as we said, okay, everybody's complaining, let's give them Paragon levels, ta-da. You know, it wasn't like from the beginning of the game, they went, ooh, and then when you hit 60, we're going to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, if they took it out and did it, you know, like you've been just saying, um, I think it could work. You know, I don't feel like the Paragon level was an integral part of how it was all supposed to go from the beginning. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I wouldn't lose any sleep if they got rid of Paragon levels. Now, there is, of course, a downside. If they do remove Paragon levels, all those people who, you know, have multiple level 100, <laughs> they'd be like... Are going to be mad. Yeah. yeah. They'll be mad. But, uh, well, that's understandable, but games change. I'll be walking around with a t-shirt saying, you know, I had 100 Paragon levels, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they should get that mailed to them, you know, here's your t-shirt. Exactly. <laughs> We've got something special for all of you, and it's a t-shirt, <laughs> you know. <laughs> might, might just have to come up with a t-shirt design to go up on our Cafe Press site mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with that. <laughs> That's a perfect idea. Yeah. So, thank you, Brasia. I, I think I'll get on. Oh, you will. <laughs> Make it legendary, too. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, man. I, I, st- I still can't believe that, you know, Chad went from being a very casual-oriented gamer to mm-hmm. now he's on the threshold of Paragon 80. And actually, he may be at Paragon 80 by now. Um, I did take a look at that. Uh, remember that pie chart? that had the, uh, you know, basically from 1 to 100 is an entire pie, and it's like Mm -hmm. when you finally hit Mm -hmm. Paragon 80, you're 53% of the way through the total amount of experience needed to get to Paragon 100. I was like... Yeah, it gets crazy up there. Yeah. I was like, oh, so I'm just barely over halfway through. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I give Chad all the credit in the world. Wow. It's way to uh, jump to a game like something he's never been part of his gaming history and just tear it up. It's just great. I can't help but think that we were partially responsible for it, too. So yeah. Let's hope so. So you're, you're welcome, Chad. <laughs> yes. We have <laughs> influenced going, you. Chad. Hooray. And then uh, I, I guess Lantonio can be blamed for him jumping into hardcore. Sure, why not? Because mm-hmm. Lantonio has a very inspiring presence, as we've come to find out. That's what we need in-game. Lantonio's inspiring presence. We've just created another item of some sort. You know? <laughs> yep. So our last email comes to us from Dawes. And Jen, this is a very short one, but it's no less poignant. Yes, this is a very good one. So Dawes says this. How much should I charge Lantonio in hardcore gold for moving him? That's from Dawes. Yep. Who's helping Lantonio move this weekend? Yeah, we mentioned it, or there was allusions mm-hmm. to this email earlier in the show, but uh, yeah, he really did send the email. We weren't just kidding around up there. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I, I think ten million hardcore gold. I think that's kind of um, you know, that's not really giving him much for helping. I think it needs to be a hundred million. What do you think, Brescia? Uh, I'm gonna say that's like you know giving him a slice of pizza. Give him the whole pie. Yeah. There you, know, you go. Yeah, especially if it's a really difficult move. You know, you got to take that into account. I do recall well, I mean, that it's there... Antonio, it's gonna be difficult. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do recall that there was a um, a staircase where there was a landing in a sharp 180 degree turn that they had to worry about. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Oh, that, that's that's, that's more hardcore hey, gold right there. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. anybody out there listening, why don't you tweet Lantonio and tell him how much he should give? Yes. Yes. Say, give Dawes, put a number, HC gold. And just exactly. at Lantonio. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh man, Antonio is gonna love us. <laughs> Hashtag Dodge, and then however. Yeah. So thank you to everybody for sending in their emails and tweets to us. If you want to send us an email, um, maybe you have some thoughts on Mr. Monstrosity's Loop 2.0 thread, which we will include a link in our show notes for you to go check out. If uh, if you happen to go to the forums and you're like, wait, I can't find it, then uh, we'll make it easy for you to find it. And then you can send an email to us for our next show for episode 46 and you can do that to um show at yeah it is show at shattershillstone.com yes my goodness i forgot the email address for a second there i was like oh no oh no (laughs) dear caught in headlights no so uh amazingly i populated our show notes with a bunch of links (laughs) it's kind of crazy you know there's really nothing going on Officially, you know, in terms of there's no 109 news, there's just a bunch of, you know, involvement, I suppose you could say, from the developers. Uh, I hope everybody did check out the interviews that Twizcast and Diablo fans and um, Diablo Inc. Gamers, Flux's podcast, had with the developers. And come to find out, there's another website, fan site out there called Diablo Sumpage, and they had a developer interview all the way back in June, and somehow I missed it. Oh, wow. So, wow. I'm going to include okay. a link to that in our show notes for everybody to check out. Good stuff. But, uh, for example, like, Wyatt Chang, he got into this discussion about effective health, health pool and life return stats. This came mainly from the Monk um, flavor uh, with their, um, what is it, life per spirit spent. Mm-hmm. He basically, I, I, I'm just going to give a very... I'm not really going to go into details of it because I didn't read it through the entire thing, but the the um, cliff notes of it is that uh, Wyatt would like to see um, the damage less spiky, and he, he gave a couple examples. Like, for example, uh, mortar. Now, if you dodge all the mortars, you take zero damage. But he said, well, you know, that's kind of cool, but what, what that... What that has a tendency of doing is uh, players will just, you know, build enough or use enough gear to give themselves just enough health points so that they can survive a hit, you know, based on latency. So then, then they'll rely on life regen or, you know, life leech to get it back up. But what he would like to see done, and he, I, I kind of, I could kind of see this being a little more interesting, would be what if the damage from a mortar um, had a larger radius, but uh, it'd be more concentrated like the closer you are to the epicenter, you know? So let's say a mortar drops and does, has like a 10-yard radius, but you'll take like like maybe 10% of the damage if you're at that 10-yard radius. And then, you know, as as it's closer to you, you take more damage. So th- that way it kind of like you're, you're, you're taking more consistent damage rather than spikes of damage. So it's an interesting idea. I, I think it could work. What do you think, Brazier and Jen? Sounds like it would balance things out a bit. Like in terms of, like you said, instead of just a ton of damage and then none and then a ton, you know, it would sort of, I don't know, make it easier to sort of watch your health points, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think if you're in like all those mortars and you're not getting hit, you're thinking, oh, I'm doing great. And as soon as you move and something else hits you, it might drop and you'd be awfully surprised, I would think. Yeah. I, I know that... Um, Brazia, you'll definitely be able to speak more to this, that with the WoW team, uh, they kind of addressed this um, uh, because they had tanks, especially in, like, Wrath of the Lich King, 
days where um, if you didn't get a heal in on time, your tank would be dead in two hits because um, basically they'd be like like full 10%, full 10%, full 10% because of the spike damage was so, so grotesque. And one of the ways that they countered that in Cataclysm was they drastically ramped up the health pools of everybody as they leveled up to level 85. And where, um, so basically, it gave you more range in the amount of damage you could take. So they kind of went that direction. But then again, near the end of Cataclysm, it was again back to that. You know, <laughs> you you have to get your heals in on time. And sorry, folks, to bring in World of Warcraft, but you know, with Blizzard, they tend to borrow ideas from different development teams. And I could totally see them going with this. You know, with the new gear that could be coming out with the new expansion. You know, it might be commonplace for everybody to have over 100k health, you know? That that may be one way that they address it, so... That's just one thing. What what do you think, Brazia? Yeah, I mean, it's either you're going to change the mechanic, which might be more difficult to code in. Um, the fact, I mean, right now it's just like if there's a mortar explosion, anything near that area, or like in that specific area, will take damage. Now, if they change that and say, okay, let's make it bigger, but the further you're out, you take, you know, 25% less damage until you, you're like, unless it dropped right on you. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be kind of neat, but at the same time, you know, we're talking, like, how much do they have to change the coefficient to make it, you know, less spiky, more spiky, and then at the same time, you know, do we really want to add that much health difference uh, in all of the characters? And the other thing that's, that's difficult, it, of course it works differently in both of those games. I mean, you don't have, like, a spell that just automatically heals you most of the time. Right. It's usually a mitigation-type spell, and then you're forced to either use a potion or, you know, grab a health cloak, or you you, know, you have an ability on one of your weapons, like Light Leech. Yeah. Um, to kind of help out with that. They, they don't want it... They, it it's going to be a balance of numbers, because you don't want to go so far off where... You know, even if you took a bunch of spiky damage, it wouldn't make any difference. Could you still be alive? And at the same time, they don't want it to also be so spiky that, you know, you're in the middle of a mob and you can never survive because, you know, to just, out of three shots, one of them is always going to kill you. Mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to get stuck into something like that either. They need to try to find a way of balancing those numbers where I don't think they're going to go to the, the realm of and to blast radius. Even though that would be kind of cool and it would make sense, I just think that that might be a little too much extra coding that needs to be done. I think what they'll want to do is just bring the numbers down, maybe do it more frequently, but with smaller numbers. And then that way, you know, um, if you have like five mortars jumping on you for 50 points, I'm sorry, let's just five mortars hitting you for 10 points each, you would take 50 damage. Instead, what they might do is, you know, you have 10 in the same amount of time, but each of them only do 5 points. You know, not necessarily that they're all in the same spot. They might still kind of drop all around you. So they're not necessarily changing the radius of the of the blast, but rather changing the frequency of it so that, you know, there's a chance for you to either dodge more or take a little less damage than you probably would have originally. And then that way, you can say, okay, I can survive a few more encounters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they do with it, though. Yeah, he he mentioned why that is mentioned that uh it, it brought up a new 
potential gameplay mechanics, you know, in, in the fact that, you know, it gives you the option, you know, if you can survive, if you can stand in it, you can stand in it, but it may hurt quite a bit, and it's far more risky. Or you can dodge, maybe you don't have to dodge perfectly in order to still deal some damage, or you can dodge, you know, period, and not deal any damage back. So... We'll see. I, I imagine that, you know, with the whole... We're talking about it. I imagine they already have a build with some of this already built into it. So maybe they're, they're, they're you know, hashing it out and adjusting the numbers before they really, you know, give us some more insight or um, maybe just a sneak peek at it, you know, because they do change things quite a bit. From what we know, from the different iterations of, of you know, the health globe system, <laughs> so. Yeah, and I mean, it also helps with different player play styles too. Some people like to be that cannon that stands there and just blasts away everything at everything, and others like to bounce around through objects. Mm -hmm. And also, it's partly dependent on class and the play style with that class, because I mean, you know, other than whirlwind and barbarian, it's, it's a lot of hack and slash and not huge movements while the, the monk, same thing, the melee style, so that thing can bounce all over the, the entire um, screen. Yeah. Hitting one object or another. Yeah, poor Jen. You don't like the monk much because of how no. how quickly <laughs> the monk moves around. I'll have to try it again because I know, like, um, when we did that one hardcore night, I was playing a monk and I hadn't played since beta. That was kind of fun. So I'm thinking maybe the part I was having trouble visually tracking may have changed since the beta. <laughs> I might be able to do it again. I'd have to try and see. Yeah, you may just want to not use the uh, Fist of Thunder um, rune for, uh, I think it's Fist of Thunder, the one where you teleport to the enemy with your first strike of the three-hit combo. Yeah, that's going to that's oh, gonna yeah. throw me. I'm not going to be able to track it. Yeah, so stay away from that rune, and you'll probably yeah. be fine. Okay. So um, another awesome thing out there, um, who, who doesn't love cosplay? It's awesome. Yeah. Well, the Anaheim Expo or Anaheim, the anime. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Close. Yeah. Anaheim Sorry. Expo anime. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. The Anaheim. It was the Anime Expo. It was actually in L.A. at the uh, I think at the convention center. Uh, there was a bunch of Diablo three cosplay, and it caught the eye of the of you know the community team over at blizzard so they put together a blog post that featured uh i think it was three people there was uh two of them were wizards so i was very very happy and the other one was tyriel so that's pretty cool and it was a uh, tyriel's awesome it was the, yeah the guy who, wrong with that it was it i don't know if it was a guy or a girl because it was you know a fully hood probably a girl probably from the figure um but it was based on i don't know the mini tyriel that they gave away at blizzcon 2011 Mm -hmm. So that was pretty amazing. It's awfully cute. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty neat. Got the wings and everything. Yeah, and pretty cool. Yep, wizard cosplay. That's that's amazing. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. Um, I I mentioned this to Jen in a direct message on Twitter that uh, Jen didn't mention anything about the wizard in the Sword of Justice, that uh, Diablo three comic book series that came out on trade paperback recently yeah well i didn't say anything on the show i wrote a tiny little mention of it into the uh review that i wrote yeah but 
but nothing just a little no, nothing like oh, oh nevik's absolutely gonna love this character because i really did shinar is amazing i'm waiting to see your next wizard's name i bet it'll be shinar you know i don't know <laughs> i knew you'd like it though i wanted you to find that on your own instead of having me go oh look at this you know i may have it's to do some shinar art, fan art may may, awesome. may just have to happen because shinar is amazing Shinar was pretty cool. I liked her little snarky comments about things. Mm -hmm. about so much personality. <laughs> she was pretty cool. So much personality. Mm -hmm. She had more personality than the main character. You know? Oh, yeah. A lot. By far. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when the main character is, you know, basically justice uh, personified in a human. Right. Or, well, actually, I guess he's a Nephilim, of course. Right. Um, you know, justice is not doesn't really have a whole lot of personality and shouldn't because if no it's supposed to be pretty neutral yep, you know <laughs> because that's what justice in effect is you know just right balance so right but you know the wizard had no reason to be nope. you know no balanced in that way so no, she wasn't it she was pretty was neat. very not balanced very, mm -hmm. very entertaining i i loved i absolutely loved the uh the series and i don't like comic books for for the most part I, most of the time, I think they're hard to read, hard to follow, you know, and just, and it, even if they have amazing artwork, sometimes the artwork kind of makes it harder to read, but everything in the Sword of Justice was just great. I loved it. I loved everything about it. So, two, It was pretty cool. I'm glad you liked it. really big thumbs up. So go buy it. Yeah. Wow, you still It's can. good. It's really, really good. And it's it's a quick read, too. So yep, I read it. Even if in you're an, someone who evening. doesn't really read it, you know, comic books very often, this is one where you could just pick it up and kind of read through it pretty fast. And there you are. Yep. And, yeah, it's a quick read because you can't put it down once you start. That's true. That's true. It's like, oh, wait, what happened next? Yeah. It's pretty cool. I can't imagine waiting between, like, I know this was released originally as, like, separate comics, you know? Part one, part two, part three, part four, part five, and I can't imagine waiting in between mm -hmm. for the next one to come out. Going, what happened next? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it would have been would have been torture. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of wizards, um, another thing that the community team over at Blizzard uh, they did an interview with our our well, I don't, I wouldn't say good friend, but our wizard buddy over there, Archon the Wizard. They interviewed him and. You know about his streaming and everything, so that's an interesting read, and there's some interesting pictures in there. He uh, cosplayed as a ghost for Halloween, I I imagine. Did he? <laughs> Let me go look at that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So go check that out. He's he's got a lot of personality. He's been doing a, some really cool things with his stream over at Twitch. So I I would recommend you go check that out. He does like a game show, um, like Deal or No Deal or something along those lines and a couple of other things he's doing some different stuff as you would imagine when more and more people are now streaming their gameplay you need to step your game up in order to gain viewers right i would think so otherwise you're just watching another guy play a game yeah you know yeah it's kind of funny it's like um uh i mentioned man versus game earlier and my goodness man versus game he i mean obviously you got to make it entertaining, especially um, for everybody who's watching him. Boy, does man versus game talk a lot, and it's good that he does. But uh, I, I was watching him playing Street Fighter; <laughs> it was hilarious. So, anyways, I'm I'm gonna get us back on track here. Uh, the only other thing that I really wanted to mention, which uh, we just found out, I think it was late last night, 
uh, that Activision Blizzard bought out the outstanding shares that Vivendi held, and they are now independent from Vivendi. Yeah, wow, you know? <laughs> it's like, surprise! Guess what we did? Yay! <laughs> yeah, it, it broke down into a couple a couple different uh, increments. Uh, there was some cash on hand, and then Activision Blizzard took on some debt, and like all said, the deal was worth $8.2 billion, but Activision Blizzard no longer answers to Vivendi, which is good, because Vivendi was about to do some really weird things with Activision Blizzard. They had been trying to sell the, sell them off for quite a while now. I, oh, weird. Yeah. I hadn't realized that, but that's quite strange. Yeah, so Activision Blizzard is now, you know, they're now, quote-unquote, an indie t- development team, right? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I have to give credit to that joke for my to. I think it was Mike Schramm who originally made that joke. He's like, now that Activision Blizzard is indie, it's like <laughs> that's so funny. That is yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the last thing. It'll uh, be interesting to see what's going on. Uh, actually, there's two last things. Um, one is a quick one. Uh, JH, uh he mentioned this uh, website called Diablo. Yeah, Diablo 3. I wasn't sure if there was an S in there or not. Diablo3.com, and that's D-I-A-B-R-O-3.com. And it's actually pretty useful. It's not quite 100% accurate yet, but it's it's a good way to, if you want to see how your gear is stacking up, um, and or say you don't know what monster power you should probably be running at, it's a good tool. Although not quite accurate for my wizard because it says my wizard should be at monster power eight. And I was like, ooh, no, 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 no. <laughs> monster power six, my wizard dies pretty, pretty quickly. So it's like, no, 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 no. Monster power eight, not doing that. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. So check what they give you and kind of evaluate on your own from it. Yeah. But it sounds like sounds like a lot of it was pretty good, right? Yeah, it's it's useful information, in my opinion. Yeah, I gotta say the name kind of threw me at first. Yeah, it threw yeah, me bro. too. I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna find over here? You know. <laughs> but when you have Jake vouching for it, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll go check it out. So I was just kind of worried it was gonna be one of these like, you know, all boys kind of deal. Bro gamers. <laughs> you know? Hey, bro, get your game on, man. You know. <laughs> it's like, oh no, the Gears of War bro players have moved on to Diablo. Nice. Yeah, just, oh no. But it sounds like it's so much better than what I first thought it might have been based on the name. Yeah. And then, finally, uh, Moldrin put together a, uh, I think it was an 11-12 minute uh, video over on YouTube uh, for his top five tips for farming legendaries. And, of course, this is with the Barbarian Slant because they are the most overpowered class in the game. They're fun. They're so much fun. Yep, and they are also the most overpowered for farming. So, there you go. Well, go figure. (laughs) So, go check that out. Well, since you can... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) That was basically... That was my last final statement there on that. Okay. I was just going to say, though, if you can, you know, you know that if you find some loot on one of your characters, you can pass it over to your other character. So why not use your Barbarian if they're the most overpowered? Might be the most efficient. Yep. And you can actually gear them pretty cheaply if you want to do MP10 and kill nothing but white mobs. So. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Just whirlwind on through. You're all good. Yep. Yep. Just whirlwind through. 
Just mm-hmm. spin to win. Mm-hmm, pretty much. So, <laughs> um, actually, you know what? There's one last thing. I, I had passed over this. Xanth over at Diablo Inc. Gamers, he put together a really interesting article based on um, the, some of the ethics of uh, public gameplay and how he's been noticing more recently where people will bump up their MP but not be really a contributing person in that game. They're just looking to get carried and reap the benefits of being carried. Yeah, and I mean, it's one thing to talk to your friend and be like, hey, can you help me through this? And your friend goes, oh yeah, cool, no problem. It's another to jump into a, you know, a public game where nobody knows anybody and kind of just be like, yep, I'm expecting you to carry me, you know? Yeah, like hop into an MP4 game in Inferno and only deal 8k DPS. Yeah, not a good idea. Yeah, it's it's going to be looked at differently. Like your friends might want to carry you because it's fun, and they want to they want to play with you, you know, or they want you to get some help that you need. And it's different if you've kind of talked about it before, you know. Mm-hmm. So your friend knows, okay, you're you're going to carry me, and this is what we're going to do. And your friend's like, yeah, great, cool. Totally different with the people you don't know. <laughs> yeah, and it's also different softcore versus hardcore because in softcore. Uh, I mean, I've been playing a lot of public games at MP4, and I don't care if somebody jumps in and they sh- really shouldn't be there, because I overpower MP4 with my wizard pretty easily, and them being there just gives me extra magic goal find and experience boost, so it doesn't bother me one bit. But hardcore, yeah. Different story altogether. Yeah, like he was saying something like, um, if you're the guy that's you know, the most powerful in the game, and you've got people that have jumped in that really can't help you, if you run into a problem, they can't save you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's something to think about with hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. First rule of playing Big hardcore, don't play with Jesse. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Did I, did I actually say that out loud? I was thinking that. I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> I'm kidding, Jesse. <laughs> actually, I think it was a nine pad that you really don't want to run with. He has a tendency of getting people killed. Him and Cyberwolf. Well, I guess I know what's going to happen the next time you play with that. <laughs> that <laughs> hey. They're going to be the ones sitting in town saying, uh, where are you? Oh, See, the, yeah, this is we're on I our way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why I'm playing solo self-found hardcore. Which I haven't, oh. I haven't played in a while. But I will get back to eventually. You know, just like editing um, that thing that Lantanio failed to mention, and I'm not going to mention it any further. Right, so, right. And with we all know what that is. Yeah. yeah, so thank you, everybody. You have been listening to episode 45 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives over at ShatteredSoulstone.com. While there, why not join our community forums and talk with our other listeners? Just click on the community forums button at the top of the site. If you want to join us in-game, go to our show blog and navigate to our Soulstoners Battle Tags page. There you will find our Battle Tags as well as those of many other listeners of the show. This show is powered by you, the listener, so please send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulstone.com. We love Twitter, so come and join us on Twitter. You can find the show Twitter at ShatteredStone. I'm at NepicJames. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brasia is at the underscore Brasia, and our fourth musketeer, who is moving, is at Lantonio. Finally, we would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Leap Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. And by the way, 
I've heard a rumor that the Steamforge will be coming back, and it will be kind of a solo thing. So. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. When I found that out, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I wonder what happened to Nananiya. Mm-hmm. So. But um, thank you for listening, everybody. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone. Um, my goodness, I always get to this point, and I, I, I just fail. I'm just gonna bail out of this. Oh, come on, Brazier, you're supposed to go. You're gonna bail oh, out. We'll bail, th- oh, bail you out now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, don't forget why. Keep your eye out for Bashok the monster. Keep whirlwinding all the things. Yay! <laughs> Today's song of the show comes to us from the nerdydanceexperiment.com. It is a blog that combines video game music mashups with interpretive dance, and it is very, very entertaining. I highly suggest you check it out. The song that we will be listening to is titled Leah, Diablo 3 Dom 1 Remix. And you can find that over at soundcloud.com slash nerdy dance experiment. Now, without further ado, here is Leah.
This has been a production of Dawn Forge. Copyright 2013. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.